Catch us on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Thank you so much for joining us here today at Radio Taiwan International. I'm Andrew Ryan coming to you from Taipei, Taiwan. Up ahead this hour, we're going to have for you Hashtag Taiwan with Leslie Liao. And uh, this week, he's going to be talking uh, Turkey. Also in Status Update, John and Shirley will be interacting with you, the listener. But first up, here in Taiwan. This is here in Taiwan on Radio Taiwan International. In the studio today, we have Leslie Liao. Hello. Hello. Wuchi wuchi woo woo to everybody out there. That is the technical term. If you are just listening now for the first time to here in Taiwan, uh, this is the, uh, the technical term for that little part of the music in our <laughs> intro music. Uh, I'm Andrew Ryan. And once again, I'm Leslie Liao. And uh, Wichi Woot Woo. Wichi Woot Woo to everybody out there. Yes, if you are tuning in via our live stream, do leave us a message. We would love to hear from you. We'll be reading it on the air. Yes, we will read your comments on the air. Don't forget to uh, slam that share and like button. Are we saying slap or slam or... Smash. Smash is the word. Okay, smash that share and like button. Uh, If you're tuning in on radio, hey, how's it going there? Uh, hopefully we sound as good as we look. <laughs> you, uh, you, was that intentional? I think that was an intentional. I, no, I, I didn't get there until I got there. Okay. Uh, sometimes you start a sentence and you don't know where you're going and you just like, well. You just go with the flow, man. It's go with the flow Mondays. Like, on, um, uh, on Radio Time Do you know, on our YouTube page, one person was, left a comment. They were just like, is all of the, is RTI just really upbeat? Because all this news is pretty heavy and you guys are really upbeat. And I was just like, we just go with the flow, man. I mean, after so many months and years of maybe not so upbeat news, you gotta, you gotta take things in stride, right? Yeah, man, you gotta take it into your own hands. (sighs) And you did. I saw how you did that with your hands with the uh, slap board at the beginning of the show. That's right, a little bit of improv. For those of you who were not watching the live feed, uh, Leslie uh, stood in for our slap board because we didn't have it with us in the studio. Um... Wow, we have 15 seconds left to uh, tell you what we're going to talk about in today's show. Oh. We are going to be talking about uh, rectopamine imports, yes. a bug in a lady's ear, and a senior citizen's throwdown in Pingdong. <laughs> How was that? That was good, but if I was listening, I would definitely have a lot of questions about those headlines and the way you just blazed right through them. That was by design. We're going to have answers for you in the remaining parts of today's Here in Taiwan. Suspense. <laughs> So, I think right off the bat, we need to address the wild turkey in the studio. Yeah. And that is, uh, how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, did it, did it involve any wild turkey? It, it, I don't know if it was wild turkey. It was definitely a delicious turkey. Okay. And um, Or is it wild grouse? No, what is, what no, is the whiskey? Fancy. There's a whiskey that's uh, naked grouse. Naked grouse. Naked grouse. Is it yes. not noble grouse? No, 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 no. It's a it's a grouse that's had one too many, and it's on the <laughs> it's got the lampshade on its head, and it's hanging there out in the living Are room. Are you sure about that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, we've got uh, from the Philippines, uh, Joshua uh, Buendia. Mm-hmm. Good afternoon to you as well. Oh. So Thanksgiving, I heard that Leslie did a little cooking over the weekend. I did. I had a bunch of friends over to my house, and um, we 
threw down, man. And I had so many leftovers. Um, that's the that's the scariest part of Thanksgiving. You know, I actually there's a few scary parts to Thanksgiving. <laughs> In the lead-up and in the aftermath of the feast that everybody comes to know and love. Oh. In the lead-up, it's all that anxiety of, okay, I have to get everything down. I have to have all my mise on plus. The timing. The yeah. timing. You know, mm. you can't have cold turkey, mashed potatoes. If they go cold, that's no bueno. You have to make sure everything's in the oven at the right time to make sure all the green bean casserole and the mac and cheese come out nice and fluffy and where you want it and after that you have the feast which is really great but the thing is you don't have much of an appetite as the guy who cooks because you're tasting all day and you're making sure the seasoning's okay and you have enough ground pepper and maybe you should use the pepper with the garlic in it but maybe you should not use the garlic and the pepper with it and maybe you have some guests who are sodium sensitive with the oh leslie i'm all stressed out just listening (laughs) you talk you see this is that's exactly what was going through my mind like digestion man uh, even in the morning, it was just like I had to make a few runs to the store and I, in my mind was just thinking, all right, I need butter. Is that enough butter? Is that enough chicken stock? I hope that's enough chicken stock. But luckily, you know what? Taiwan is so convenient in that even if you are missing something, it's just going to take you like, what, 10, 15 minutes tops to go yeah, get it? Yeah, that is that is true. That is true. And I, I, how many people are you cooking for? Uh, 17. What? 17. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, well, how did you get yourself into this? Was uh, this the whole family? Well, no, no, no. This is, uh, I do, yeah, I do annual Thanksgiving at my house. Um, and you cook every year? I try to. I mean, like, it's one of the few times a year I can cook. I can, I just go all out, right? I give us, before dinner started, like, my friends wanted me to say a few words. I was just like, all right, guys, you guys have, like, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, high anything. Stay <laughs> away from the food because I did not hold back on the butter. Oh, Good for you. Did you say anything heartfelt, or did you just uh, you didn't do any blessing? Uh, you didn't do any no. like Thanksgiving thank thank you. I was just like, yeah, we're lucky to be able to be together, and uh, yeah. you know, thanks for coming. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. So I'm impressed. Seventeen people is a ton of people. Uh, I uh, helped cook uh, actually a Sunday night meal mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. Mm. I did not do the turkey. Uh, I don't do I don't do meat. Uh, I mean, I eat it, but I don't cook it well. So I really I, yeah. I just, I don't like pre- preparing meat. I don't uh-huh. like cli- cleansing it and slicing it and oh. skinning it and boning it and stuff. So, mm. I usually leave that to somebody else. But I did uh, I did a bunch of sides. Um, oh. You must have done, you must have been like cooking in bulk. That's like... I did like four dishes. You do the mashed potato. But that's a lot of potatoes. I, I mean, for 17 people, how many potatoes? It was like five pounds of potatoes. He's like peeling potatoes, like nonstop. Yeah, five pounds of potatoes. And then I did mac and cheese. Mac and? You just got to get the roux right. And then you're, you you just let the sauce cook down. See, I, you say roux and I know that everything's going to be okay. Yeah. And a little then flour. Green bean right? casserole. That's Milk. easy. Mm-hmm. Because uh, there's a little bit of secret ingredient. But for the most part, you use the cream of mushroom soup, right? Uh, do you use an, an Asian ingredient as your secret I ingredient? I use a soy sauce. Ah. And then do you know what? Now that you got me thinking, I got a secret ingredient in my mac and cheese as well. Really? I use whole grain mustard, just a little bit. Ooh. Just a little bit. Just to take it up a notch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Give it a little bit of tang. A little bit of woochie woochie woo. Cut it woo. right through, that's right. <laughs> woochie woochie woo. woo. I'm glad we trademarked that because that's going to come in handy, uh, I think, in the coming uh, months. Um, yeah. So, how are we doing over there with the uh, the sound adjustments? Uh, any chance that sounds better now? Jendolari, we have 
Ever the contributor, she says, I live with two foodies, and for the first time, we made a personal Thanksgiving feast with all three of us. Pitching in, I made a nice Pennsylvania Dutch apple pie. Many magic words in that little phrase. That's very magic. I got addicted to those when I lived in Pennsylvania. My Florida roomie did the pumpkin pie and Jack Japanese milk bread rolls, and the Oklahoma roomie did everything else. Multiple desserts for wow, Thanksgiving? pretty fancy twists. What's a Dutch oven? Like a Dutch pie? Like, uh, wait, what? A Dutch apple pie. Sorry, not a, a Dutch oven. It's a Dutch oven, I know. That's something yeah, yeah. else. Uh, a Dutch apple pie, well, from Pennsylvania. I, You know, we used to stop when we did these, like, road trips every summer. We yeah. used to stop at a place called Dutch Pantry. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they had um, Dutch, Pennsylvania Dutch apple pie. They must, there. right? What's the secret ingredient? Um, apple crumble? Ooh, you know what? That maybe is it. It's covered in apple crumble. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> that sounds about right. I am uh, refreshing. Anyway, I got to stop because like a the, man. the guilt is heavy, the guilt is strong, and it tastes like sodium. Don't ever feel guilty <laughs> for caring for your friends and family via the medium of food. That's true. I think you're a, you're a, you're a prince among men, Leslie, uh, <laughs> and I look forward to eating at your house next Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's have you come by next year. I'll take care of the meat. Don't worry about it. We could do the, uh, the Taipei Thanksgiving giving challenge we could all like pitch in and we could like run around in type and scooters looking for an entire min- meal in 90 minutes i'm still telling you that is one of the craziest feast meets west we ever did uh me and a scooter trying to do what 10 items that just sounds insane a uh, little planning took place uh but no cooking at any rate that's neither here nor there uh we hope that if you are a celebrator of thanksgiving that you had a fantastic day uh, and uh, if you are not a celebrator of Thanksgiving, we hope to uh, share the gratitude for you that we have as celebrators of Thanksgiving for just tuning in and for being you uh, and for, you know, surviving with excellence in this world. Happy Thanksgiving, you guys. Happy Thanksgiving, you guys. Okie dokie. So, uh, December 1st is upon us. Yes. If you're listening via radio, it is December 1st already. Mm-hmm. If you're watching uh, via live stream, uh, it's just around the corner, just hours away. New regulations are going into effect on December 1st uh, for people here in Taiwan. Yes. Face masks in pretty much all um, public indoor spaces in Taiwan will be required uh, also, if you land here on a plane, you have to actually come with a negative COVID-19 test, I think, before you even get on the plane, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a polymerase chain reaction test is what they need. I don't know what the difference is. Between a polymerase chain reaction test and, and, the, an, and the other ones. With the over-the-counter <laughs> reaction. I mean, I don't know. Um, but Can you yeah. name any other COVID tests? I don't know. Like, I know they, they take the swab and go down your nose, but I don't know if that's a PCR test. Uh, t- oh, polymerase chain. Re- yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah. I like that acronym. Well, that's what they say. I mean, I didn't, I didn't make it up. I just, I, I give what the news gives me. It's okay. I'm thankful for you. Oh, anyway, you. saying that, I really appreciate that. Um, so, yeah. So, if you are going to be in Taiwan, just be, make sure you know what the rules are. Uh, I think people are pretty compliant with uh, mask regulations. And in fact, uh, I think most people, you know, if you wear it on the MRT or in a bus, you get off the bus, you were walking around, a lot of people just forget to take them off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, think it's just... Uh, it's always just been an integral part of Taiwanese society, you know. Uh, you Even back before the COVID-19 days, people wore them for air pollution reasons, for uh pollen reasons or if you had a cold yeah. and you didn't want to like infect your coworkers, yeah, it was yeah. just kind of a nice gesture so it wasn't that 
foreign of a notion when mm-hmm. they were just like, please wear a mask. And everyone was, here was just like, oh, yeah, of course, that's what you do. Mask, no biggie. No biggie. It was like, I think I would equate it to if the weather's cold, that they're just telling you to wear a jacket. Yeah. People were just like, yeah. And actually, sense. to be honest, when the weather gets cold, to have a mask on and like to kind of that warmth around your face. Yeah. yeah. And then keeping the moisture in so you don't get like dry nose. You get the residual fumes. Yes. <laughs> that's right. You are basically moisturizing your face just by wearing a mask. Yeah. My brother's um, trying to come back and dis- uh, actually, he's trying to come back in January. Really? And we have no idea, first of all, where to get a PCR test. I mean, mm. is that something you can get like a CVS? I don't know. Well, I think it'll be be more more common, I think. Yeah. You know, the more need there is for one of these tests, the easier it'll be to get one. That's true. Uh, I think the question is, where are you going to stick him when he arrives? Is he going to go to a hotel? Yeah, he's going to a hotel. I I, I, I don't want any part of it. I don't want to be on the news, Andrew, to be like, <laughs> you know, Health Minister Chun Sezong's just like, yeah, we got this guy who got uh, confirmed with COVID-19 and he got his brother uh COVID-19 and, and then he gave his co-workers, gave his co-workers oh, oh no no not that that's uh <laughs> I don't want that's that a nightmare either. scenario right there like that's terrible PR I'm not coming back from that yeah oh and here Jen Delari is telling us that uh the Pennsylvania Dutch apple pie mm-hmm. uh you are right it has uh it has a crumble on top of it Ooh. um i need a little ding sound where's my ding sound where is the ding sound um ding. yeah oh there there it is there's mine i found it <laughs> it was right next to me the whole time congratulations congratulations Okay, uh, we're going to do a little hard shift to a harder topic. Mm. Uh, We've talked about turkey. We've talked about pies, uh, stuffing, mashed potatoes. Uh, You're going to tell us all about pork, Mm -hmm. U.S. pork, which may or may not contain rectopamine, which is a growth additive uh, to make sure that your pork is nice and lean. Yeah. Uh, so to all yeah. of the RTI followers, uh, we have been writing a lot of news stories about what's been going on because starting January 1st, Taiwan will begin uh, loosening restrictions on U.S. pork imports. And among those restrictions, they're going to be a, a begin allowing pork with the ractopamine residue, which is a leanness enhancing drug that's added to pig feed to make pig production, pork production a lot more efficient and cost effective. And in Taiwan, there's been a lot of backlash or apparent like I think it's like more like a political issue because yeah. the at power administration DPP wants this to happen so that they can have better relations and trade talks with America and the opposition now is just like no we don't want this to happen yeah and we should explain to you, uh, always the ruling party in Taiwan doesn't matter which party it is they're yeah. usually in favor of this because it's probably good for you know ties with the United States. So I think most ruling parties, whoever's in charge of the government in Taiwan, usually supports it as a way of, you know, advancing relationships with its largest trade partner or yeah. most important trade yeah. partner. Um, however, the op- opposition party, regardless of which party it is, usually opposes it. Um, on the basis of health. Yeah, well, on the basis of health and also because, like, they kind of maybe are the ones that want to push it through. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's just me guessing. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so I mean, there's been this huge campaign to fight against the loosening of restrictions on U.S. pork, uh, headed mostly by the opposition 
Kuomintang, the Chinese Nationalist Party, and they came out with a survey. So it's the National National Policy Foundation. So I should say that the survey that、uh, the organization that conducted the survey is affiliated with the Kuomintang, who is spearheading this effort of, against ractopamine. Okay. And they had a survey, and they asked members of the public this specific question: In order for the U.S. to support Taiwan more, we should allow imports of U.S. pork containing leanness enhancing agents. That was the very specific questions that people were asked. And then. It's a yes or no. Yes, it's a agree or disagree, right? Seventy. <laughs> yes or no? Yes. Yes. <laughs> agree or disagree? Yes. Seventy-two point three percent of respondents disagreed with the statement, so they say we shouldn't have to import、uh, pork in order to、uh, have better relations with the states. While twenty point three percent agreed, and、um, this. So most people say that、uh, we should not be importing、uh, U.S. pork with ractopamine. Yes. And, yes. <laughs> yes. Agree. And then、um, they were just saying, asking whether people supported the import of U.S. pork, regardless of the diplomatic implications. Seventy point six percent people disagreed, while twenty two point eight percent disagreed. So, do you see how interesting that is? Like when there's political implications involved, people are more inclined to say no. We don't want this. Oh. Whereas when they're just like, do you just want to do it just because? People are just like, yeah. <laughs> so exactly so people、doing. are responding to the campaign, the act anti-ractopamine campaign that's being waged by the KMT. Yes. Okay. And this is actually these are pretty high numbers, and these are kind of like the first. Actual survey numbers I've seen with regards to ractopamine, but once again, I should say that it was conducted by the National Policy Institute, which is affiliated with the the、KMT、political party the that wants this. To yeah, yeah, yeah the, the party that wants this to happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah.、Okay. So that's the big thing. What's going on right now? I mean, here's the thing: like a lot of people pointed a lot of counter arguments. For example, America,、uh, Taiwan has been importing. U.S. beef with ractopamine now for a、oh. long time. Oh, yeah. So, but that doesn't matter. And that's sold very well. Okay. In the past, like、mm. over the past few years, U.S. beef has actually grown in market share in Taiwan. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So it's okay, like if it's not an issue. But if it's an issue, then it's not okay. Yeah, that's basically what people. That's basically what what my takeaway from this is. Can I ask you this? Because、yeah. we saw、uh, KMT lawmakers throwing. Pig innards、mm-hmm. at the legislature last week. Yes,、um, which okay, I'm not going to speak about the political angle of it, but certainly that caused a mess.、Uh-huh. Not great for the people cleaning it up, and probably not great if you consider that innards are edible and、yeah. like it's a waste of food.、Uh, do you think people responded like the average person, the general public responded like by supporting that? Because it's, I mean, this is what it sounds like. I. Don't think so because they had the what was it the the autumn struggle rally protest which was last week and that was like a big march that was the opposition going down yeah、okay. and they took a march onto the Ketagalan Boulevard which is the big avenue leading up to the presidential palace、yes. or presidential office I should say yeah and、uh, they actually、uh, that was maybe the primary driver in this campaign. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And、okay. when you threw, like, I saw the throwing of the pig intestine, I was just like, "That's, that's a lot of, dra- that's a lot of drama, man." Oh like, my goodness! No, you know, there's no need to do that. I just feel so bad for the people had to clean it up too. But then again, Taiwan's legislature has always been into theatrics. There's that. Yeah. Always, I mean, like, it's never. Like when the, when they boycott, they boycott hard. Yes. They like they stay they. 
what's it called? They bazan. Yeah, so they're the, they like, stand in. They stand, sit in. They sit in, or they're, or they're like trying to like surround the uh, the podium. Yeah, they don't let the let, they don't let the legislative speaker get to his space, and yeah. if he can't get to the space, he can't speak. Maybe throwing things, shoes, water, oh, all that brawls. Yeah, we've yeah, seen yeah. lots of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not not our proudest moment. Um, but you know, young democracy, young democracy, uh, working our way through it. Uh, hopefully we can find a nice peaceful resolution, uh, that everyone can support. Okay. So we have another, uh, listener who's written in, uh, this is from, oh, Indonesian monitor. Ooh. Hi, this is Dwi Budi Raharjo, uh, who has written in before. Hi, how are you? Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, Leslie, you're going to move on to a story now that is about a woman who found a bug in her ear. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, I, I, when I wrote this story to you, I was just like, a woman found a bug in her ear and I am not here for it. <laughs> anyway, this is a lady in her 50s saw treatment after experiencing tinnitus mm-hmm. and intermittent itchiness in tinnitus. the left. Tin- is, it is it tinnitus or tinnitus, tinnitus? Sorry, tinnitus. I don't know. I just, I, maybe it's a regional pronunciation. I will say it was tinnitus. I anyway, like tonight. Tonight just sounds better. In her left ear, and she went to an ear doctor, and he examined her ear, and he found an insect, and he drew it out by attracting it with the light of his endoscope. So, I guess mm-hmm. bugs are attracted to light, and it mm-hmm. crawled out. And uh, he said, yeah, you got to look out for that. Mm-hmm. Because he says, young children typically experience obstructions in the ear canal, and it's usually round objects or toy pieces that get lodged in there, because of course it is. Mm-hmm. You know, of I've, course. I've shoved a few Legos into my ear before. Crayons. Not, not recently. Not recently. <laughs> now, I'm a grown man who knows better. Well, then again, there are some people who will argue that. Uh, we, I, I can assure everybody who is watching right now, I've never <laughs> seen Leslie stick a Lego in his ear. Then again, I sit behind you, so like you can't be monitoring me 24-7. That is true. That is true. I'm not his monitor. I'm not an official monitor. Okay, Andrew. So, yes. there's a list of the most commonly, um, the most common insects that are found in people's ears. Would you venture to guess them? So, I'm going to say spiders. Uh, spiders are, I don't think they're on that list, actually. How about a butterfly chrysalis? That's a very specific, yeah, no, Can you no imagine butterfly. a butterfly, like, blossoming from your ear? Like a caterpillar just found its way in there and is yeah. like, oh, this is nice. I'm going to say ants. Ants? Yes, ants are in there. Is that the only thing I've gotten on the list so far? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I'm going to say, oh, please don't tell me cockroaches. Yeah, cockroaches. Oh. But no, it can't, can't be one of those big cockroaches, no. right? Oh, it's a German cockroach, the small kind. Uh, is yeah, that what they Not the Taiwanese okay. kind that's large and flies. Uh, mosquitoes are also in there, which is interesting because, A, they, they get the yeah, noise yeah, when they fly near well, you. It's like somebody is like smacking their ear and it goes in. Yeah, and they can fly. Yeah. And then he says uh, moths are another one, which are mm-hmm. pretty, some get pretty big. Uh huh. They get pretty big, boo boo. Oh, boo! I don't like that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, where are we going with this story? No, he was just—he was just like, you just got to be careful because if you hear like ringing in your ears or you feel some, like sometimes you can't really feel it. So like you really need to just be careful. And if you think something's in there, you got to go find a doctor. I'm gonna be wearing ear flaps starting tomorrow. See, these are called 
like <laughs> bug bug preventers bug preventers ear ear covers oh yeah i call them bug keeper outers bug keeper that is a very technical term right <laughs> up there with woochie woochie woot woo <laughs> oh goodness we uh, why don't we uh, respond to some people who've written in we've sure. got a bunch more people to say hello to uh well jen dolari is just kind of freaked out about the whole ear <laughs> thing so ear emojis left and right yeah uh hello i am Buj gujarat from india cool are Love- you writing from gujarat I guess so. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, a lovely show. I love radio. We are listening on Radio Transistor. This is Mustaki Mutwa. Hello. Yeah. Thank you for writing into us. Uh, how is the sound coming through your Radio Transistor? How is it sounding on shortwave? Doing all right. Okay, excellent. Who else do we have here? I think that's all. We're doing pretty good. Anybody have any questions about bugs and ears? No, I don't want to answer them. I don't want to think about it, man. All right. Well, uh, this was a special show. We had one final uh, segment we were going to talk about. What was it? Uh, you mean one one final news? Oh, senior citizens throwdown. That's going to be in our after show because we have to. Yeah, we, we got we got end show. this out. Yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure coming to you today uh, via uh, Radio Taiwan International for here in Taiwan. I'm Andrew Ryan, and I'm Leslie Liao. Stay tuned. Much more ahead on RTI, and for those of you watching the live show, one more story to go. This is Radio Taiwan International. Hello and welcome to Hashtag Taiwan. I'm your host, Leslie Liao. Thank you so much for joining me. Now, this past week was American Thanksgiving, a holiday that Taiwan in general does not observe. However, that didn't stop me from trying to find a connection between Taiwan and the holiday. So I went online and tried to see if I could find people in Taiwan celebrating it in a specific way, or if there was something traditional to American Thanksgiving that Taiwan did particularly well. Interestingly, I found out that Taiwan does one of the most integral parts of American Thanksgiving very, very well, and that is the turkey. Traditionally in America, turkey is the centerpiece of Thanksgiving dinner. But did you know Taiwan actually raises its own turkeys? And apparently, the turkeys that Taiwan raises are twice as big as the one found in America. Other tidbits of information you'll find is that Taiwan has about 80 turkey farms, 60 of which produce exclusively for the signature turkey dish in Taiwan, which is turkey rice. That's all very well and fascinating, and that's coming up in hashtag Taiwan, but I would be remiss to say if I didn't learn something or... Actually, I learned a lot while researching this episode. So without further ado, here is this week's Thanksgiving edition of Hashtag Taiwan. I hope you enjoy. Let's talk turkey. Because even though Taiwan doesn't observe Turkey Day, I thought I'd dig around online to see if I couldn't find any hints of Thanksgiving in Taiwan's netsphere. Surprisingly, I found out that Taiwan does turkey. In fact, it turkeys very well. Have a look at this picture. That's a screen grab of the Republic of China's Taiwan's Turkey Association website. Yeah, 
We have a turkey association. In fact, according to the National Animal Industry Foundation, Taiwan has 80 turkey farms, which produce a quarter of a million turkeys every year. 60 of those farms raise turkeys specifically for turkey rice vendors. Turkey rice is a dish that Jiayi in the south is famous for. Jiayi is so proud of turkey rice that in 2014, Jiayi City attempted and successfully created the largest bowl of turkey rice in the world. I'm not kidding. It's in the Guinness Book of World Records. There was an adjudicator and everything. If you're curious about turkey rice's nutritional info, have a look at this picture. The Facebook page, How Much Protein, gives detailed nutritional info for turkey rice. 12 to 16 grams of protein ain't bad at all. But perhaps the most turkey-rific story in Taiwan involves something this woman created. 22-year-old Chen Ruoxin from the southern city of Kaohsiung. She may be young, but she is one talented spray paint artist. In August, a turkey rice restaurant in Jiayi asked her to spray paint a mural on three rolling doors. She documented the entire process on social media and spent five days completing the mural. In response to Chen's mural, Tsai Jinglun says, how do you expect me to go to Jiayi and eat turkey rice when faced with such cute turkeys? To which Chen responded, eat it with your eyes closed. That's not bad advice. I'll leave links to Chen's social media and her original video in the show notes below. Give her a like, give her a follow, because that girl has some serious talent. I went into this episode of Hashtag Taiwan thinking I'd just type Hashtag Turkey into the search bar of social media websites. I thought I'd find mostly restaurants trying to sell me roast turkeys, and I did. But to think that I'd spend my time unraveling Taiwan's deep connection with turkeys is a rabbit hole I didn't think I'd fall into. Or maybe in this case, I just say turkey hole. Well, that's about it for the actual hashtag portion for this week. But all this talk about turkey rice must be getting you hungry or curious. And the good thing is that we did a bit of a taste test in this week's episode of Taiwan Insider. I'm going to give you a bit of a preview of that segment to end out today's show. But for the entire clip, make sure you head up the Taiwan Insider Facebook page at facebook.com slash Taiwan Insider or our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash RTI English. Anyway, as as always, stay safe, stay happy, and stay healthy, and enjoy this clip of us eating turkey rice. And actually, we do have turkey in the studio that we're going to sample. This is Taiwanese-style turkey rice, and I just want to show you what's in my bowl here. I have here uh, some shredded turkey with some um, scallions on top of it, and also a uh, crunchy pickle here to cut the flavor. I have a hard-boiled egg, uh, and then also some bamboo. So go ahead and dig in. This is making me hungry. Here we go. It this smells good. good. It smells really good. Mmm. I do smell the turkey. Mmm. This is great. You know what it is? That is, when you think of turkey, sometimes you think of like dry white <laughs> yes. meat, right? But like there, there's nothing dry about that. It's that is juicy, tasty, juicy and this is status update. <laughs> Welcome to Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. Yes, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyway, this is a program where we get to your letters that you write us and let us know what programs you listened to this past week and just what you think about them, good and bad. But before we do that, though, we're going to update our own personal status. And I guess I got a lot to update about myself, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so as you mentioned, you're back. What had happened? I know you were in the hospital. but I was. Okay, um, well, I came down with um, a fever, 
Well, I actually started with some like upset stomach, but mm. it wasn't. I don't know. It's just come some kind of dull pain in the lower abdomen of mm. my end, and then I had fever the next day. And um, but then in the field, the fever went away, but the the um, the the you know the dull pain didn't go away. Mm. So after three days, I thought I said I told my husband I said, "Honey, I think I need to go to the doctors." Yeah. So I went to emergency at the mm. hospital because actually during the three days, I actually did go to a clinic. Okay. And um, he couldn't figure out what was wrong with me, and so he gave me some oh. medication, and my fever came down, so which okay. was fine. But it's just the abdomen, you know. It's just like you know that's kind of new, and so I went to emergency. And lo and behold, they said I've got to stay in the hospital. Was it like appendicitis or something? No, it wasn't. Like that? Nothing like that? You know, it, it wasn't like sharp pain or anything okay. like that. No, but it just was there for three days. And I thought, this is unusual. Hmm. So um, anyway, so they got me on IV antibiotics. And I was feeling much better. Huh. Um, and, but this was while during, in emergency. Hmm. They didn't have any uh, hospital bed for me. Right. But um, so I spent the first night in emergency. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Is this the same thing in the States where if there's no hospital bed, you stay in emergency, you spend a night there? I think so. Yeah. The, the lights, they don't turn off the lights at right, all. Right. Okay. <laughs> and, and anyway, so I actually didn't sleep. I actually slept pretty well because I made sure I got my ear. Your plugs? Plugs. It works wonders. Oh. Anyway. Did, did you ever get a diagnosis? What, is everything okay? Well, they took some tests, blood tests, urine tests, and everything. They couldn't really quite figure it out. But I was feeling a lot better on antibiotics. And really, I didn't feel like I was a sick person, you mm. know, the whole time I was staying in the hospital, honestly. Okay. But um, I did my first CT scan. I've never done that before. Mm. That was a little nerve-wracking, but oh, it was turned out to be all right. So... You know, the CT scan, you know what it does? It actually sees, every, they check everything, part of your body. Right. So they found out they've got gallstones. So the doctor came in and said, you've got gallstones and they're pretty big. Is that and I was why? Like, no. Because, oh, no. no, he saw them, but that's not the cause of the okay. pain. Because the gallstones are further up, like around the stomach. Okay. But my pain was like more down, mm. you know, near the intestines, mm. you know, abdomen. So um, they never really quite figured it out. And then I, I consent to taking a gosh i don't know how to say this word colonoscopy a colonoscopy oh good. yeah that's, that's have a, you ever had that before no, no. it's very unpleasant i hear i know i did have endoscopy before twice right. and that was all fine but um and i thought i was going to just go with no what do you call it wutong. um Painless? yeah like they don't give you oh um as anesthesia anesthesia okay um i did endoscopy twice without anesthesia I was fine other people can feel like they want to throw up and everything like, mm. like my husband did so when it came to colonoscopy I thought I'll just do it without anesthesia but anesthesia 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 sorry <laughs> that's, a, that's a woman's name isn't it? <laughs> anesthesia <laughs> and um, but my friends they were going like no you better ask for anesthesia mm. and I said alright fine it didn't really cost that much more for having you know, anesthesia but it was really funny um so That's I the went first in time for I ever the heard a colonoscopy called funny <laughs> because you you haven't okay. you haven't hear me yeah have me hear me out yet. Shirley's funny colonoscopy story <laughs> because okay now I thought I would be totally wiped out mm. but I wasn't I was more like in and out of you know consciousness consciousness <laughs> so. I would feel like, you know, I feel like, you know, like, like abdomen pain, like, you know, three times, like right. when I'm 
I'm, I'm out of consciousness. I feel like, ooh, you know, somebody's doing something to my stomach, that kind of thing. And so when it's all done, and the nurse pushed me to where I was supposed to, to kind of like, it's a, it's a room where you recover from consciousness. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to her. I said, I've been awake. <laughs> I, was going, I said, I've been awake. Oh. And I said, I thought this is supposed to be, and it's, I'm supposed to be on anesthesia, so which means that I thought I was totally wiped out, but I was awake. <laughs> huh. She said, and then she explained to me that anesthesia is not the kind where you're totally wiped out, but it's so that you won't struggle, so that they have a hard time doing the test. Right. You I, know what I mean? I had that with my wisdom teeth. Oh, okay. It's called waking, so you can, because they can tell you. It's open called your waking? Mouth. Waking oh. anesthesia, like they can tell oh, cool. you. They can tell right. you you need to open your mouth wider, and you uh-huh. you'll, you'll, you can hear, and but right. you don't remember. Right. <laughs> I thought that was really funny because I thought, you know, so, I just thought I was going to be told over. So I thought it didn't work. Then I want my money back. You know, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> well, with the colonoscopy, you're not supposed to eat for a day. Um. So okay, that was the other thing before I took the colonoscopy. I had a whole night and a whole morning trying to clear my guts. Mm-hmm. And that meant taking this drink and then oh. drinking glasses of glasses of water. I was like, the fir- <laughs> I mean, the first night, trying to clear my guts, I was like drinking like 10 glasses of water. Wow. And I was still not totally clearing it out, like mm. to the point where they're they satisfied. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, well, that's it. It was already 11 p.m. I was like so tired. I, I wanted to sleep. So I said, well, mm. the heck with it. But the next morning at 9 a.m., you know, um, they said that you've got to take it again yeah. and try to clear your guts with more water. I was like, okay, fine. And they said that no more water after 11, so you better try to do it, you know, really clear out your guts totally, right. you know, before 11. So, which turned out fine. It was really funny because at one point, I asked the nurse to come in. I said, if it's clear enough, you know. And um, and the nurse said, oh, it looks good. Mm. But I wasn't content because I know that they gave me, like, pictures to show me, like, what is meant, a, like, really cleaned out gut. Right. And and I just thought, no, I can do better. So I drank <laughs> another glass of water. <laughs> and, oh, you know, I thought that with each glass of water, you go to the bathroom once. No. Actually, with each glass of water, you kind of go more than once. And right. so afterwards, I was like, kept going. I was like, oh, I should not have drunk that last uh. glass of water. <laughs> but so, um, did anyway. Did you find anything? Well, um, I'm actually going back, for, um, going back for a doctor's appointment to figure out from, yeah, from the colonoscopy, they yeah. found a, a growth. A polyp? What, what I don't what do you call it? Shiro. Um, so I don't know what it is. It's just a, a growth, mm-hmm. I guess. So they actually um, got rid of that for me. So they're doing a test on it to make sure that it's benign. Right. Or, you know, I don't know, whatever. So I have to wait until I go back to the doctors and figure out, you know, if there's anything I need to worry about and would from that, that, would that cyst. Have been the, or is that cyst? I don't know what it's called. Would that have been the source of your pain? I have no idea. Uh, by the time I got discharged from the hospital, they haven't quite figured out what's the cause. Mystery uh, diagnosis. <laughs> well, there's still slight inflammation, mm-hmm. you know, in my intestines, but um, they don't know what the cause is. And um, so, of course, you know, I took medication home, so I make sure I'm still on medication and right. and wait until I go back to the doctors and, f- and he can tell me 
if there's anything to worry about. But in a way, I'm glad I I I I, t- I, I did the colors colonoscopy because a lot of people at my age are doing it now. It's like so common that everybody's saying, telling me like, don't worry, there's nothing to worry about. You know, it's it's just you're you know, supposed it's just to be really quick. every so often. Yeah, or after a certain age, you know. There's like regular times you're supposed to. Yeah, do it. just to make sure that there's nothing wrong with it. Right. You know, you feel you 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 can be more at peace knowing mm-hmm. that there's nothing wrong with that part of your body. You right. know, so I'm just glad I. I did it. Yeah. So, I mean... The colonoscopy plunge. <laughs> you know, and I appreciate my son spending a night with me at the hospital every night, except mm. for the first night, because I was in emergency and there's like no room to sleep for wow. the for whoever is like accompanying you. So, but um, it turned out to be all fine, actually. I mean, I wasn't feeling sick or anything like that. I was on IV the whole time, because when you're on antibiotics, you have to have to complete, you know, like five sessions or five... I don't know, bottles of bags of the antibiotics, you know, like, yeah, just five days of it. Yeah, you have to have this. So, yeah, so um, it was all fine. I, yes, I I had a room all to myself. So that was nice. nice. I think that would have been better because, I mean, the first night though, no, first night was emergency. Second night, I was in a two two bed hospital room. Mm. But, you know, thinking that I'll be constantly going to the bathroom, I thought I kind of prefer my own room. So it was nice, really nice and big room. It was actually a two-bed hospital bed room made into one. I, I really appreciate you guys helping out with, you know, my programs and oh, everything like fine. that. Yeah, just kind of threw this on you, on you guys at the last moment. But I really appreciate my English uh, service team who are so helpful. And, and, and yes, is, do you think this is played? Because you were at the hospital a couple of years ago, I remember as well. As I was used to, are it was emergency. I wasn't like spending the night at a hospital because okay. I think this is the first time since after, if I don't count the three times I gave birth. Okay. Yeah. You know? Because I was trying to think back. I've been back in time of three or 30 years, and I know I've never been in a hospital before I came back three years so, ago. I think this is my first time being hospitalized. But these two visits are, are not not related. Not related. Okay. okay. I know. Well, the last good. time it was emergency, okay. and I only spent t- a couple of hours, four or five hours in mm. emergency, and I was sent home. Okay. So that didn't count. But this was like really like hospitalized, like, like spending overnight at the hospital, wow. you know. And, oh, um, dear. Yeah, what an ordeal. <laughs> so, anyway, but um, I, I'm just glad that I wasn't, like, in pain the whole time. Sure, yeah. Sure. So, yeah, like I was telling my friends, I did not feel like a patient at right, the right. hospital these five days. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. There's my story about, you know, missing from status update last week. Okay. And, um, yes, let's now get to know. your letters. <laughs> right. Now you know. All right. All right. It's time to get to the letters. We always love so much to hear from you guys and read your letters. And um, so keep writing us and let us know what programs you listen to and what you think about our programs. We always want to hear from you. Our address is PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And remember, you can always find us on Facebook and YouTube. All right. You know, I'm looking at this um, envelope from a letter that's sent to us by Leonard Wemberg. And I'm looking at these stamps on the envelope. They're beautiful. And they I beautiful. wonder, yeah, very, very nice. It looks like there are these two, uh, one with these two women. Are they heroes or something? And very nice. Anyway, it's really, really good to hear from Lena Wemberg mm-hmm. of Sweden. It's been a while. Yeah, so, and Klaus is actually a card. And I'm really sorry we only got this card now because I think he was talking about 
uh, double tenth our national day um, oh, celebration in October. Right in October, and um, this is actually dated September thirtieth. And we're going to cut it now. Um, it says, "Dear friends at RTI, as ten ten that's uh, October tenth is approaching, that's our national day. In this strange year of twenty twenty, I want to express my respect and well wishes to all of you at Radio Taiwan International and to the wonderful and courageous people of the Republic of China. Oh, thank you so much. And that was again coming to us from Leonard Vemberg." Of Sweden, thank you so much for this nice, sweet, short little note oh. here. Yes, thank you. We got a letter here from Hayato Furukawa, who's writing to us from Japan. Uh, this is a letter about our let's see, November fifth broadcast, and uh, it says that uh, there was the opening announcement. Um, it looks like I did the news that mm -hmm. day. Uh, topics included uh, the U.S. election that was followed by here in Taiwan and a selection of music. Um, simple rating was 44343, so that's fairly good. Uh, under impressions of the programs, it says, Hello, this is my 11th English report in 2020. I'll report to you again. And if my report is correct, could you please send me your verification card? Well, no problem there. That comes to us once again from Hayato Furukawa of Japan. All righty. And then I have a handwritten letter from Gunther Traunfellner, sorry if I'm not saying it properly, of Salzburg. I can make out it says here about my program called In the Spotlight about, oh, I know, this was the one, uh, David Ho, who I interviewed, who's actually an architect slash um, author. He mm -hmm. just came up with a book about the Z generation. Oh, that's that what means, they're calling them, the little ones. Right, the little <laughs> I can't believe you said that, the little ones. Yeah, um, those who were born... Um, after the 90s, okay. that is, and they're called the Z generation. So he wrote a book about that because it says here that uh, he had spent some time in Edinburgh uh, with his family. Um, he was there for three years studying an architect um, degree. Mm. And then, um, uh, so yes, and listing about the 1990s, the Z generation and um, architecture and talking about um, the kind of office design that the 90s people would like. And it's a very, it's a really interesting book. Very interesting. Of, okay. I, don't, I can't really th think of a preference in terms of office design. But. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> here's the idea. Um, you know, usually, oh, they enlarge the, um, how do I call it? The, um, the, the water cooler area. Oh, really? Yes. Because it's for people to be able to rest there, not just to have a cup of coffee, to be able to chat with their colleagues, think of ideas, kind of brainstorm. It's a resting area, mm. not just to get a cup of coffee and walk away back to the office. Oh, I don't okay, know. Okay. So, and they would actually probably even have that that uh, water cooler they call it the pantry in the pantry so in fancy. the uk i think because i think that's the term he was using um they usually now probably design the pantry right near the entrance of the office i feel like a pantry has a lot more than just a water cooler in it <laughs> right so a coffee maker and maybe some candy okay um vending machines and oh, okay. i don't know but nice sofas you know, we you, we can't we find. Need to, yeah, we need we, to bring, we, the, we right? bring this up with our management here. Right? We don't have any of that. I know that's the thing, but that's supposedly the in thing for okay. the Z generation in terms of their office space. Okay. So there you go. Well, thank you very much. That was again um, Gunter Traufelner of Salzburg. We have a letter here from Brian Newell, who's writing to us from Logansport, Indiana, in the U.S. It says, Dear Andrew, Natalie, and Leslie, I so enjoyed your feature on Turkey Rice and your interview with Clarissa Way. How interesting that 250,000 metric tons of turkey are produced in Taiwan each year, yet the turkeys have only a 30% survival rate. 
I'm pretty sure they have a zero percent survival rate, don't they? <laughs> maybe, maybe that I don't know of natural causes. Somebody like to keep Turkey as a pet, <laughs>、uh, perhaps. If I heard that right from Clarissa's interview, it would be interesting to hear an interview with a turkey farmer or someone from the Taiwan Turkey Association. It is a good season to give thanks. COVID cannot take that away from us. We can still give thanks. May you all have a blessed Thanksgiving. Ah,、uh, no.、Um, our turkey、uh, is only served in one dish that I know of. Yeah, you know,、uh, the jiro fan. Right. Which is a jai thing from、yes. down south. That's the only Taiwanese turkey dish I can think of. I think we're not turkey、here. no eaters. No, generally speaking,、Mm-mm. so that actually is a lot. I bet almost all of it goes into that one dish. Right, I、um, would think so. There's also a couple of、uh, notes about recent programs.、Um, the an episode of Curious John I did about、uh, the Beito Hot Spring and their local hot spring association.、Uh, an episode of Ear to the Ground that Andrew did about、uh, automobiles. Uh, Feast meets West about the micro season called Xiaoxue or Little Snow, snow. about、uh, restorative foods and foods to avoid.、Uh, apparently, we shouldn't be eating sugar, salt, or lard. Well, I'm not eating lard, but sugar and salt—it's kind of hard to avoid. Yeah, I know. Really. Okay. So that comes to us once again from Brian Newell of Logansport, Indiana, in the U.S. Great. Thank you so much, and thank you so much for all your letters. And、uh, that ends、uh, this week's、uh, status update. Do keep those letters coming, though. We always love to hear from you. Our address is PO Box One Two Three Dash One Nine Nine Taipei Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti dot org dot tw. And you can always find us on Facebook and YouTube as well. Right. See you in December. Oh wow! It's just it's that time of year. Well, already, actually, it's already December. Okay. Right. All right.、And、thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw. Our 60-minute English program can be heard every day at the following times and frequencies: in Southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6185 kilohertz. In South Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kilohertz. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. You can also email us at rti@rti.org.tw. At 